Yeah, so I'm a yeah. I'm gonna order them again, but I'm gonna order a smaller size. So is that what she said? Mm. Ah, that's not what she said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Blown with the Wind podcast. This is your host, The Charm, and I am joined here today with my co-host. No filter, what's going on, man? I was about to say, where are you at? Like, <laughs> no, I was actually laughing because you're talking about we joined here today, like, like we had I a mean, wedding or something. <laughs> we are joined. We are gathered here today, then. But, <laughs> um, I mean, we are joined today. <laughs> <laughs> 240, 240. What you doing anyway? Right now. Or as as I put in my text, WYD. What I'm doing. Yeah, what you doing? I mean, we're recording. What do you mean? Exactly. That's my whole point. And that is what we are going to talk about today. Um, I really, for me, I just think since this uh COVID year or years, because it's spanning over multiple years, the art of conversation is just dying. Like if I answer WID one more time, or if I see LOL for that matter one more time in a text, I think I'm gonna lose it. I, I really think we need some new um acronyms and we need some new stuff to say because those two are played and I think they should be I, I think they should be killed like immediately. Okay, so I don't like people asking me what I'm doing anyways, but um, I just feel like at this point it's gotten out of hand. Like that should not be your greeting to someone. Yeah, because I've had people like recently, I want to say yesterday, somebody text me WID. I just did not respond because for one, you didn't greet me like, oh, hello, how are you doing? Um, Hey, something. But with you asking me what I'm doing, for one, that's kind of intrusive. Unless you really need something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I feel you. Like, like if you actually kind of need me to drop what I'm doing right now and come, you know what I'm saying, do something. Or if you somewhere dope and you like, oh, man, you know what? I'm going to invite this person here. Then I think what are you doing is fine. But I also think it should be like, what are you doing right now? Because I'm, I'm here, blah, 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 doing this. Like, I, I just don't like the WID, like, just as a standalone tech. Like, it's, 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 it's annoying, to say the least. Yeah, I don't like it too because I feel like it becomes a little bit redundant. Because if every time I'm talking to you and you asking me what you doing, what you doing, where's the real conversation? Like I'm trying to have a conversation. Well, you're trying to have a conversation with me because you started the conversation with WYD. But I just feel like it just becomes redundant and it shouldn't be the same three letters with the same people like if you text me and I don't even look at the text and I already know what it's gonna say I'm probably not gonna respond like I hate having the same conversation over and over whether it's with new people whether it's like with old people now I feel you like just in the course of a day like answering that question uh, over and over and over again but it's not it's really not just that question it's the same conversations over and over again and like I said I think it's because of this whole COVID era you know, people used to be out doing things and you would um, kind of interact with people in person. And now, you know, everybody's just in the house doing the same thing. And if they're not in the house, like where you used to kind of live vicariously through people, like people just aren't in general out doing things anymore. So it's like conversations gotten stale, like, uh, you know, being in the house has gotten stale. Like everybody's just, it's, everybody's just over it. And I, mean, I just yeah. think some new life needs to be in, interjected. Yeah, but I still feel like even before COVID, when people would start a conversation with, oh, well, how was work? Well, work was the same 
as it was yesterday. It's work, even with people working at home. Like if you text me in the middle of the day asking me what you doing, um, it's like 12 p.m. Sir, I am at work. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? Like, what else am I going to be doing? Yeah, I'm still working from home, but I'm still at work. And I feel like that's one thing. Yeah, with the cause of like COVID, a lot of people don't believe you're actually working. But me, honestly, I feel like I've been doing more work with me working from home because it's like, oh, you're not on a timeline. You're not on a schedule where, oh, five o'clock is quitting time. And if you ain't got it done, you can get it done tomorrow when you come into work. But since you're working from home, it's like, okay, I still have to work and I have to do more work. And then if you're going to ask me the same question over how was work or how was your day? And I just don't want to hear that conversation every time that we talk. Like, what other questions do you have? And, and I feel you on that. And that's why and that's why I say the art of conversation is dying, because like conversation starters like just need to be changed or, need, you know, people just need to step up their game a little bit, I believe. So, like, you know, even though what do you what are you doing? And since that's our example is a compass, I mean, is a open ended question. I think there's better open-ended questions that aren't intrusive and will actually like start a conversation like on a more deeper level to where you're not just answering that question and moving on or like you answer that question and then the next question you get is still another closed question so after a while it starts it feels like an interrogation you know what i'm saying oh i definitely know what you're saying (laughs) um and then i hate when people go back to the same like topics after We didn't already talked about that. It's like, what relevance does that have to what we're talking about right now? Like, I feel like a lot of conversations that are being had, at least with me, they don't have relevance. So why are we talking about this? Or why you keep asking me the same question over and over and over and I keep telling you the same answer and you're still asking me the same question the next day and the day after that and the day after that. It just gets irritating. I feel like people do that a lot when they don't really know what to talk to you about, but they kind of still want to be in your presence or still want to, you know, have a conversation, which I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think, you know, um, if you do find yourself doing that a lot with the same person, maybe, you know, you should have a conversation about that and say, you know, just ask them, you know, do I make you nervous? Do you not know what to talk about with me? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I, and, and that's, you know, ultimately it goes back to a lot of things that I say, like being, getting, getting comfortable within yourself to be able to have these conversations and just, it's not being rude because you can bring this stuff up without, you know, being rude or sounding snobby or sounding like, you know, you're arrogant or anything. But I mean, you just want to know because, you know, once you put it out there and it becomes a conversation, now you got a real conversation here. Now you're not just talking about this surface level stuff and you're not just asking a question and answering a question. You actually have a, like an interactive conversation. You actually get to know that person. And, you know, maybe maybe that puts you in a different light of that person. They'll put you, know you in a different funny? experience. What's you know, what's funny. Somebody just texted me a redundant. <laughs> Well, a redundant uh, conversation starter. Good morning. Oh, boy. Hope you are doing well. And it's like, you text me that almost every morning. Why are you texting me the same thing every... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm not sure, but... um I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, no, like no, it's so good. And I mean, but I, so with that, I, I, so me as a guy, and you know, I did this um, with my wife a lot. You know, I, I would text um, good morning, but mainly that was because I was uh, like somewhere totally different and we weren't in the same city. But I did every morning text good morning, you know, hope your day goes well. And, and but this is before we were married. This is when we were dating. I don't do that shit now. But uh, this is when I mean, we were y'all dating. live together, so. <laughs> I'm not texting her (laughs) next to her like, oh, good morning. But I I use that as a as a way to impress and to, you know, say I'm thinking about you. But now that I'm older, I do realize I could have did something different or something better. And uh, 
I do think I do wish I didn't do that because uh, she will bring that shit up. And, you know, they always say, like, you got to start how you're going to finish. And, yeah, I fell off from that shit and it's not sustainable. So, I, you know, I have a different thought about about that morning, that good morning text. Now it's like, well, I, I talk to you when I talk to you. I just feel like the good morning text in this day and age is played out because you would be texting good morning to five, six, ten different people and just to see who going to respond. So I don't like when guys text me that especially if we not like dating dating like that because it's like how many other good morning texts you sent out today it's not special <laughs> <laughs> but i guess that goes into like how you get to like know somebody like especially if you don't like myself want like redundant conversations like i feel like it's different phases i mean but but on the, in the real y'all women do that stuff too like y'all 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 will do that good morning text also but a lot of times like I y'all texting nobody stuff, good morning first of all maybe not you <laughs> because you a thug but like like back when i was on the dating scene you would get stuff like you know good morning my king or good night you know oh that's or, one that's like or, one word i hate that my king or, stuff oh that extra <laughs> shit like first of all how many people are you texting this to number two like uh, like if you think i'm a king you might want to start treating me like a king or you like you should continue treating me like a king don't use this to, to boost my head all up and make me think that you like super supportive and you're not so you know y'all women got y'all ways of, of texting out in general stuff that y'all could be texting to five or six other kings you know what i'm saying hey it, he it, said it goes five or six ways. other kings oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> You say it goes both ways. I mean, it does. I mean, I've never really. The only time that I would text somebody like "Good morning," if if I I was genuinely like really thinking about them, and I was like, you know what, I want to let them know that I just thought about them when I first woke woke up or whatever, so they could feel special or whatever. But that's why you gotta be a smart ass, like. Before the listeners out there, the next time somebody texts you, good morning, my king, you should text back something like, which one am I, the king of clubs? You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> you're so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But definitely, I feel like that goes into how you get to know someone. Like, I do feel like it's three different phases. It's like the beginning, the middle, and the end. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like in the beginning, the conversation should be just friendly and like limited. I hate when people, when they do too much too soon. That's going to be mm. the new hashtag. Hashtag DTMTS. You're doing too much too soon. Um, And with that, I say, it's like when you're giving your all at the beginning. Like, I should not know your entire life story, your entire schedule. Like, I should not know your entire life story, um, your daily breakdown of what you do during the day for work, what you do when you get off. I should not know all of that within, like, the first week or two of, like... Man, like, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I definitely think that that is too much to to like be putting out there within the first couple of weeks. Um, but I do also know that, you know, like in that beginning phase that there's a fine line and there's a balance there, because if you don't engage and if you don't get to know that person, you get stuck in the friend zone. And we all know it's hard to get out of that friend zone. I mean, yeah, but no, I just feel like if both of you all state your intentions in the beginning, Mm-hmm. Of what you're looking for and what you're seeking, that friendship there should eventually progress into the middle of you all building something. Like once you get to the middle, I feel like you're having more conversations, and, you're and that's what I'm saying. I, I, 
I feel what you're saying. Like the first couple of dates, I do feel like should be fun. Like maybe some bowling or some go-karting or, you know, it's just something where you're out and you have, you're doing something, but you know, you do have time to have a little bit of conversation. I don't really think you should have a real serious, like a real serious, let's sit down and go to a nice restaurant date till about maybe date three or four. Oh and no, you me. finna take me on a nice restaurant date. <laughs> Like one or two. What are you talking about? No, you know, what do you mean? Uh-uh. No, what do you mean? No, 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 no to you. Oh, no. Hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no to you. Look, we're going to be going back and forth with the one no. Day one or two should not be some nice. Because I, I feel like you setting yourself up to like to put that representative out there for real. Like, I feel like the first couple of ones, you should even find out if this person is even crazy or what the hell is going on before you start forking over money for nice dates in intimate settings and starting to have- I mean, okay, well, not like an intimate setting, but um, what do you, what's your definition of a nice date? If you have to like legitimately put on some real clothes, like, you know, like some some slacks or, you know, like a, a real nice button down shirt or something like somewhere where you got to actually put on real clothes to go to go eat at. Not not like an Applebee's. Where you just roll up in there with some jeans and a T-shirt. On. Oh, I mean, you're not taking me to Applebee's on our first date. <laughs> That's a cheap date. That's if that's your definition. It of might one. be a cheap date. Oh, uh, I ain't never been no cheap date. First of I ain't all, talk about you. <laughs> I'm just saying in general. I feel like no fucking cheap date. I like, mean, okay. yeah, it's, I feel like the, the first date should not be nowhere. The first date should kind of be a like like an Applebee's. It should be not something. I'm not gonna Applebee's. say Applebee's. It should be something fun, but yeah. not something cheap. Because I feel like it only depends. It depends so I on. You, I can't get you a Big Mac. No, no, no. I don't even eat McDonald's. But <laughs> you, you don't want no fish? I don't know. Ew, disgusting. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. no, I feel like it depends on the age. Yeah, when I was like 18, 19, Applebee's, I think Applebee's is probably like my first date with one of my boyfriends. But I was like 18, 19, so mm-hmm. we have money like that. I mean, we both were working, but I'm like, I was appreciative of that. But when you're in your 30s, no, you're not about to take me to no Applebee's on our first date or nothing comparable to Applebee's. Like, So here, here's my thing, right? Like as far as eating wise, you know, everybody got their own taste and everything. So I don't really debate the 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 restaurants themselves. But like when I say a serious date, like for me, if I'm gonna take you on a serious date, honestly, it'll probably be somewhere like a wine bar or somewhere that's like a lounge where you can get food, but it's more so set up for, you know, a drink or two here and then y'all sitting in like a cozy atmosphere and talking. So that to me okay, is Okay, that's date. better and that's more grown. But yeah. Al- no, I just it generalized <laughs> the the Applebee's and stuff because like like you said, it has to be something fun for or at least the first two days. Because one, I don't want to spend a whole lot of money if, if this ain't going to go nowhere. And then number two, I don't want it to be super serious. I want it to be fun. I want it to be like an open, uh, free atmosphere where, you know, so you can sit back and laugh and chill. Because I can tell you one thing I love to do is people watch. So if I'm going to be somewhere that's with a whole bunch of people, and this is a, like a first date. Like if, if things get awkward or if the conversation falls flat, like I can always point out some goofy shit that's happening around and maybe that puts some more life into it. But I'm, that's just me as a strategic dater, you know, back when I was dating, you know. Okay, I mean, I guess that's a better answer because that Applebee's was not it, but. Why do you keep harping on? Did you I'm have a bad experience with Applebee's? No, <laughs> I'm trying to, maybe, you know what? Maybe I did, I don't even know. But um, <laughs> definitely, yeah, the first date should be fun and it shouldn't be cheap but it shouldn't be overly expensive either so I do agree with you on that but I feel like 
once you get to the stage of you're having more conversations and you're in the middle of still getting to know somebody by the time that you've like progressed towards the ending of like that oh I think I know you a good bit the conversation should definitely be comfortable by that time because I do feel like some people have you ever like I guess have been talking to somebody and it was like the conversation was like banging through like phone and like text but once you got them in person it was like where is this conversation that we were having through telecommunications like what (laughs) where is that at (laughs) now see with that the so with me the crazy thing with that is, is like, I'm really not over the phone. I am a good person over the phone, but I'm really not a texter. And honestly, my personality and, you know, I just kind of don't like texting. So like I'm I'm forever being misunderstood during, during text, but in person, I, you know, that's why I come alive. So I, I'd like to talk to people and I'm like, just, I don't take myself too serious. So I'm a, I'm a goofball, but yeah, for me texting, that's, you know, that's why I think if I ever was back on the dating scene, like, like that would be kind of hard because with dating apps and all the texting and the Instagram and all that stuff, I think I would fall short and I would probably seem like not interesting. But then if they got to know me in real life in person, they'd be like, oh man, this, this dude is dope. Mm, so you got some people that's like that. Some people are, 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 um, text message thugs you know what i'm saying like oh, you know they, they they all about it but then in person you know their 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 tone of voice and the way they are is just flat as hell it's like man am i in a lecture right now because this is boring yeah see i don't like texting either and this just reminded me of i want to say dang 2020 went by fast but 2018 no, it yes it did it was because of the, the corona but 2018 <laughs> I think when I started back, like trying to like date people, I remember telling this one guy, like, <laughs> I don't like texting. So if you want to get to know me, you have to have a con- like a phone conversation with me. Cause at this point we wasn't living in the same city, but it was like, okay, if you want to get to know me, I'm not, you're not about to get to know me through text because for one, I don't like texting. I remember that. And I yeah, that. I was like, I don't like texting. And then I have to type for work. So I don't want to be continuously using my hands, using my fingers to type you paragraphs when it's like my conversation is not short, like SMSs. It's not short messages. It's going to be a paragraph here, a paragraph here, because I need to explain certain things. And I just honestly don't think that you can get to know somebody through text. Like no, I don't see can't. how people just all of their conversations are text messages. I don't understand. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. I really don't. But, you know, I always thought that that was the old school in me, you know, because I grew up where, you <laughs> he know He said the old school. We know how I, he is now. <laughs> man, shut up. I, I grew up where text messaging wasn't the, the biggest thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you was always trying to Look, text like, messaging wasn't even around around that time. <laughs> yeah, it was around. We had beepers and shit, and we actually had cell phones and shit when I was younger. Stop. I, I had two ways. I forgot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You better you chirp me. You know what I'm <laughs> Where you at? <laughs> That's too funny, but yeah, like it just I would never be uh like solely rely on talking to people through text. I just won't. But um, and and like I said, like like if I and if I did talk to you solely through text, I would end up in the friend zone. I know I would, man. I know I would. Speaking of which, like like why are like females so quick to put people in the friend zone, man? What is what is that about? No, if you know it's not going nowhere, it's like okay, yeah, I could see you as a friend. Like I want to say recently. <laughs> I kind of had the friend zone somebody, but it was only because they moved a little bit too late. Um, and I feel like that's another 
another reason why people get friend zone. It's either I don't see you in that light, like I'm not attracted to you. I may have been attracted to you like physically, but mentally I was not attracted to you once I started to get to know you. Or you just give me like homie vibes and I can relate. <laughs> yeah, I can. I'm just saying that because I can relate. I know a lot of guys may be I know a lot of guys be like, oh, she like a homie. But I'm like, I'm not really, I am, but I'm not. But I don't know. Just definitely when you're put into the friend zone, like I said, either you moved a little bit too slow and now it's like, okay, this didn't really progress to where it was and I only see you as a friend now. Or you could have just moved too fast and it was like, okay, you the homie. Like you was trying to do something too soon and I just was like, no, I only see you as a friend. Like, I don't know, from your perspective, how do guys, I guess, put females in? Um, We very rarely put females in the friend zone. Um, uh, Every so often, well, most of the time, I I put people in, females in the friend zone when um, I'm not overly attracted to them and, you know, like, the the chemistry is still good and and you know we still play off each other and you just realize that you know this ain't something you want right now and so y'all just end up being friends but a lot of times with that there's still that option to bring them out of the friend zone real quickly i think females he said real quick (laughs) i think females are very reluctant to bring a dude out of the friend zone like like for dudes like it's very fluid like we'll move a female in the friend zone out of the friend zone because our feelings for them will change and then like when once you get to know them a little bit better there are some things that will attract you so like where where you may start off putting a female in the friend zone she may become dope as hell and then you guys may bond on a deeper level and then you may be like you know what i can see this going somewhere and you know you know you may shoot your shot so see and i feel like that has happened to me a lot um only because i know a lot of my like male friends they like me but it's like oh she just cool she the homie but one thing that i did like have a conversation with with somebody they was like well at the end of the day you still a chick so whether y'all homies or not there's still that possibility that they thinking like oh I might got a chance to take this a little bit further, even if it's not like relationship wise. Eighty yeah. percent true. That is, there is eighty percent true. I just, that. I don't know. I just be trying to be friends. I don't. If I don't want you in that way, I don't want you in that way, and I don't want you to see me in that way because I'm just like your friend. It's just, I don't know. Things begin weird, especially when you cross the line. It just gets weird, and I feel like conversations should be had so that things won't get weird in that sense but definitely I feel like for me and putting guys in the friend zone I mean it's easy for me because it's like if I don't see you in that light I just don't see you in that light and that's probably where you're going to stay and if you do come out of the friend zone it's probably going to take like a good one to two years oh damn that's damn that's People get off on parole before that. I mean, that's crazy. (laughs) And I mean, so so what helps somebody get out of the friend zone? Is it the the questions that come later, or do you only like think of that stuff when you're in a like when you either get to know somebody or when you're in a relationship? So, i.e., you know, dating questions versus committed questions. Well, I feel like when you're getting to know somebody, you're conversation and the questions that you should be asking them should be open-ended versus like interview or like inter- in- interrogation like style questions like I hate when somebody like intrudes on my personal life I don't even like my mom asking me where I'm going or what I'm about to do so I really am not gonna like you if we're dating asking me what are you doing this moment what are you about to do for today what are you doing 
uh, later today, like it's just be too much. So I feel like when you're getting to know somebody, the question should be open ended. And no, I feel you on that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody likes those interrogation questions. Like, like man, like like even we're talking with my wife, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate when she like asks me a series of questions back to back to back to back to back because then I feel like it's an interrogation and I feel like it's an interview, and I, I just kind of get bored really quickly. I like I do like more open ended questions where you're kind of just really just shooting the shit, and you know. Either you answer it directly or you indirectly get to it by talking about all kind of other stuff. I just kind of like more stuff like that. I like let my mind wander. I do not like like dead set ass questions like, uh, you know, what do you got going on for the rest of the week? Can you do this? Can you do that? Do you got time to do this? Yeah, what are you doing around much. this time to do this? Motherfucker. <laughs> it's just it becomes too much. So I feel like even like with the dating questions, even though it's kind of like the standard. Oh, what are, what are your hobbies and stuff like that? That's more okay when you're getting to know somebody versus questions like, like you said, what you got going on for the rest of the week and then get into specific details. Like, so Monday, what you doing? Tuesday, what you doing? Wednesday, what are you doing? I hate that. Like, do not ask me questions like that. Like I recently had somebody ask me a question like that, but I was just like, why are you asking me this if you wasn't going to use it to your advantage? Like, don't ask me, oh, so your cancels got planned. I, if I tell you my cancels got my plan, I said my cancels got planned. <laughs> if I tell you my plans got canceled, <laughs> that's kind of like my gateway to tell you like, okay, I'm free. I know I said that I was unavailable before, but I'm telling you now my plans got canceled. So you should use that to your advantage. And like when I told this certain person my plans got canceled, they followed up and said, okay, well, since they got canceled, what are you doing at this exact moment right now? In my mind, that's, oh, well, if you're not doing nothing right now, then let's try to meet up. Let's try to link. But I told them I wasn't doing nothing. I was on my way home and that was it. And then the conversation with did. So I was just like, what was your purpose of asking me that? That's why I feel like it was more so like intrusive and like you're interrogating me at this point. And it's like, for one, we ain't even a couple. We ain't a thing. And we ain't even got to the part of the conversation that we are speaking of that. So why did you ask me this if you wasn't going to try to link? And see, here's you brought up a good point. My my thing, reason why I don't like the um, interrogation style of question is because I feel like if I actually do answer all these questions, right, and you then again later ask me in a different way or ask me the same questions again, I am over answering these questions with you because I feel like if you ask me these questions, you need to remember. And if you ask me these questions, hopefully you're remembering to use them at a later date to, you know, entertain us or to, you know what I'm saying, build a, a stronger bond between us, i.e., you know, like like in your case, when you you would text somebody and say, hey, you know, my plans got canceled. Then if you still have to say, if, if you still have to say I'm already on this side of town and that person trying to get to see you, then, you know, maybe for me, I just think, you know, you should be like, all right, but then I'll meet you here since you're already on that side of town. Let's hang out. And then that takes away all those extra questions that are useless. Like, you know, uh, do you got time for me? Are you going home? Right, what are you doing extra. here? Just, 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 <laughs> just throw say, it out there. Just yeah. be like, yo, well, meet me here. I, I know, I know a, a cool ass place right over here. You know what I'm saying? Meet me here. I'll shoot you the address. And then, you know what I'm saying? We'll get a drink or something. And then the worst case scenario, the person be like, well, you know, nah, I'm going to go ahead and go home. And then it is what it is. And then, you know, maybe you don't do that again, but you know, in the first couple of times, you know, give it a try, man. Just go ahead and shoot some stuff out there. Don't ask for permission. Just go ahead and just throw it out there. Because I really highly doubt that that person would be telling you this stuff if, you know what I'm saying, they weren't open to seeing you. So I, I get your point. I get you. Yeah, I just, I didn't understand because it was like, you just 
intruded on my personal life by asking me what I'm doing at this particular moment? That's a very specific question. Only for you not to follow up, which was a waste of my time because I could have not even said anything about, hey, my my plans got canceled and I could have just went home and left it there. That was my opening for, okay, I know you said that you were trying to see me over the weekend, but I told you I had something going on. I was going to be leaving town, but now that didn't happen. And it's kind of like, well, did you really have something planned? And even if you didn't have something planned, you're from the area. So at the the drop of a hat, you could have been like, oh, well, you know what? Like you just said, I noticed certain spot. You should meet me over there since you're not doing nothing and since you'll be here for another day or two. And, you know, and that just goes with, with planning dates in general. Like I used to be like that where I would like, you know, what I'm saying ask all those stupid ass questions. But I just learned, you know, in the sit in the grand scheme of getting your grown man on, as we like to say, sometimes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, true. No, I get what you're saying. It's, um, it's, it's not what you say is how you say it. Right. So. Instead of being all timid and asking for permission and asking all these other questions, like I said, just say, you know what I'm saying? You already out, you know what I'm saying? I'm already out or, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I want to be out and I, more specifically, I want to be out with you. So meet me here, you know, we'll catch a drink. Like you don't have to make everything so official. And I think as a guy, it's just always a good thing to have a couple of dates already planned in your head. So when the situation presents itself, you ain't got to think of nothing and you ain't got to be like, oh, well, what do you want to eat? Oh, well, what are you looking for? Yeah, oh, I don't like, like that. Yeah, just, like, just go ahead and have the shit already planned. Already planned, yeah. Throw it out there and then, you know, so either they get on board or they don't. You know what I'm saying? And, and the good thing about that, if that's your type of personality, right? And the mm-hmm. person is always fighting you on that. That is a clear indicator that this is not the person for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if the person just follows and be like, oh, that sounds good. Let's do it. That is a that's already a good sign that shows that you two at least have a compatibility when it comes to what, what kind of stuff y'all like to do when y'all are out. Yeah, because like what you what you saying somebody asking oh what do you want to do or what do you want to do it's a back and forth type of thing that also recently happened to me um somebody was trying to link but it's like you had all these months to link with me while I was like while I was like stable in the city and he kind of was like oh well okay yeah I want to see you so if you're telling me you want to see me that means you need to plan something because if I tell you I want to see you then I'm gonna plan something for us but it went to oh I want to see you and then it went to okay I want to see you so what you want to do where you want to go and it's like first of all we grown and then like exactly what you said you need to have your grown man already on if you trying to step to me talk about oh I want to see you or something like that so it shouldn't have been a switch on I want to see you what do you want to do and I don't like I guess sounding like a bitch when I'm texting people because <laughs> I know it can come off a certain way and it can come off like a smart ass because I'm already got a smart mouth but yeah, you do <laughs> it was just like you don't want to ask me to see me so you're the one that needs to plan something so no I'm not about to plan it for you and this kind of goes back to like this ideal that I've been like kind of coming up with and I keep coming across the same type of guys where it's like I should not be teaching you how to court me that's one thing I'm not about to do like I'm not about to teach you how to court me. Like you should already have something in mind in general in terms of like courting and dating if you're trying to seriously date and court a woman, period. No, I mean, no, that's true. And there's just like with the planning dates, you know what I'm saying? You should already, like once, 
you've kind of crossed into that middle stage, I guess, that you said, and definitely into the later stages of, you know what I'm saying, getting to know somebody, you should kind of already have a feel for their personality. So therefore you should already have, you know what I'm saying, some different things that you plan on doing to let them know that, you know, they're on your mind. And definitely if you are a gift giving person at this point in time, you should definitely know the kind of things you want to give as a gift, or at least the timeline that you want to get this stuff out. So I, I just really think like when it comes to the art of conversation, just the art of dating in general, like I think, think like planning is is has become a lost art too like people just doing stuff on the fly and so um what's that you got a dog yeah yeah that's 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 my puppy a little puppy okay what kind mm. of well it's actually that? not my puppy it's, it's my this is my daughter's puppy but she's uh she went out of town she on vacation yeah she on vacation so you so now i'm i'm, I'm on Your duty puppy sitting. yeah so <laughs> And just like a baby, she wants some freaking attention. Mm. A baby. <laughs> that just made me think about Diddy. Oh, <laughs> but, no, <laughs> but no, that's a whole nother different conversation. That's a whole nother story. That's a different conversation. But okay, so I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. When you were dating, did you ever like come across people that were, may have been like shy when it came to like having conversations? Yeah, I've, I've come across people that were shy and I've also been, been the shy one in conversations. So, you know, and that's why I said, you know, over my progress, over my, you know, I'm saying growing, I've learned how to kind of get out of that. And, you know, I definitely, you know, have found ways to, to break that cycle in myself. But I feel like you're going somewhere with this. So what is your specific question? So how do you make or how did you yourself feel more at ease? If um, you were like getting to know somebody and it's like, I don't really know what to say if you were the shy party or if that other person was a shy party. It was like, OK, how do you get them out of their comfort zone so that the conversation is a little bit more comfortable? Uh, well, I try. Well, the, the first thing I always try to do is to plan dates where I'm in my comfort zone. Right. So that's where ultimately where my growth of planning dates came from. I really always kind of have a couple of go to spots that, you know, what I'm saying make me feel a little bit more comfortable where. Um, so when I was younger, a little backstory, when I was younger. Um, I used to have this thing with um, eye contact. How many years ago with, was that? I'm, a, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got the jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You said you had eye contact. Okay. I, I used to have a thing with like eye contact with females, especially females I like. So, you know, so like it would make me really nervous and I couldn't think where, you know, you know what I'm saying? Where like my comedy is always kind of like my thing and my go-to and what actually is one of my best qualities. I couldn't think and I couldn't come up with nothing and I couldn't just be the my my genuine self. And so I started learning to like plan dates where, you know, like we could have conversations, but it wasn't very noticeable that I wasn't making eye contact in the beginning. Now, once I get comfortable in going into the date, the eye contact isn't a problem, but it used to be like an issue in the beginning. So it's, it's really all about planning the dates. And so that's why I'm really, really big on, you know what I'm saying? If, if whether or not you're the person that has the issue or you have, or you're trying to talk to somebody that has the issue, find out, you know what I'm saying? The kind of things that they like to do. And then, you know, plan dates that should make that, that, that just brings about a comfort level. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is comfortable in a formal sit down kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Not every, and not everybody is comfortable like being out around a whole lot of people. So you have mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, and what not makes everybody that likes to go to bars. And I feel like, why is that like the typical first date? Like, I feel like once I got to 20, well, when I started back dating, what was that? 26, 27 ish. Yeah. At that point, when I started back dating after I get, became single, 
everybody wanted to take me out for drinks. And if you know me, which you all don't, but my friends know that I'm not a drinker. So when guys would be like, oh, I want to take you to a bar to go for drinks. And it was just like, this all you got? Like, this not what I'm into. So saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to take you for drinks. You can't tell somebody that if they're not a drinker. And I just felt like I wouldn't talk the majority of the time when people would take me to bars because it was just like, okay, I don't want to drink. I don't feel comfortable here because I'm not a drinker. And I feel like a lot of guys, they try to take chicks to bars, I guess, hmm, to get them sloppy drunk. But that that that's not going to happen with me. I don't, uh, not necessarily. <laughs> I, I don't think it's always to get them sloppy drunk. Like, I think uh, I think some people, that, that is how they think. Um, I, I think that some people will plan it because they think that with a couple of drinks, you know, you'll loosen up and you'll talk. Or maybe they need a couple of drinks to loosen up and talk. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, you really, that's why I get to know somebody. It's really, really important because when you do that, you get to jump into their mindset a little bit better and you can figure things out. Now, I will say there are some Bill Cosby's out there that think that they got to get you drunk, but I don't think everybody is like that. And I think there are specific reasons why people choose bars, just like, you know, you got some people that just love the, like you got some people that are like very athletic. So a lot of their dates are going to be stuff where you're out doing stuff. So you just, eh, it is what it is. I'll give you a quick little exercise. Let's say you was trying to get to know a guy that was uh, pretty active, didn't really drink, and, you know, kind of was like very big about his family. What kind of date would you plan for that kind of dude? See, look, I'm the perfect date planner, which is crazy. But I will give you a real example that I did have um, with a guy that was active that I was dating. I actually Mm -hmm. planned a date to go rock climbing indoor rock okay so it was something different i'm not an active or athletic person i mean i'm small and petite and i'm not a no active person in the gym but i'm willing to go out of my comfort zone to make you feel comfortable in your zone and for me to experience something new myself and i feel like a lot of people don't do that they just go with something safe and they go with the standard like i said which is bars so yeah i definitely did plan something for rock climbing, indoor rock climbing. I had been before, but I had never been to like a large wall that was so many feet high or whatever. <laughs> so there it had rock climbing and it also had a gym. So yeah, we did the rock climbing and then we did the gym part. Like we did, I'm like, oh yeah, teach me some techniques or something. Teach me some exercises. And not that I'm an exercise person, but it was just me showing like, I'm interested and I was listening to what you were telling me when you were talking to me about yourself. And see, that is perfect what I was talking about. Like, so that's the next thing. Like, like sometimes in conversations, you won't get to know everything you need to know, but being in different settings also gives you a chance to evaluate different things. Because like when you see somebody around their family, it's going to be different than when you see somebody around their friends. Then it's going to even be different than when you see them around their coworkers or, you know, just a large group of people. Like so like I, I do like putting people in different settings. And that's why I always for me, I always will try to do at least three to four dates before I start saying I'm going to put somebody in the friend zone or before I even say I'm going to get serious about you because I do want to see different settings and you know what I'm saying before I can progress and move further and you know what I'm saying whatever we're going to be doing 
And I guess that's important, too, when you're thinking about inviting them around your family and your friends. So I've been in situations <laughs> where I've met people's friends and I don't like being in a situation where I don't really know where we're standing be, and I'm around your people because it's like you could have just told them like, oh, this is just some random chick I'm talking to or something like that. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like yeah. to be put in a certain setting because then it makes me feel uncomfortable because it's like, OK, if we're not at that stage where we should be meeting each other's friends, me, I must say a lot of people that I've talked to lately, ain't nobody met my friends for one. Because I guess I haven't been living in a city where I had like a huge amount of friends where I can introduce somebody that I'm dating to my friends to. But for two, I just don't feel like it's progressed to that stage where it's like, okay, I think it's time for you to meet my friends. And then so, it's time for you to meet my family. Here is the trick to that family and friends thing, because much like you, I think that if you meet family and friends, meet them in person, then that's uh, DTMTS. Uh, for sure. But I think like the way you the way you hack that or the way you get around that is, you know what I'm saying? Like hang around while they have a conversation with family and friends. You know what I'm saying? Like over the phone, like you're not necessarily meeting them, but you can at least see how they interact. And you can also see if they're even comfortable talking to their family and friends around you. Like I can honestly say there has been times where I've been dating somebody for a while and had never even seen them talk on the phone to their parents or their sister or or even a friend like that. And then you get and then you get into a deep relationship with that person and you get to start to see those interactions and you be like, mm, why is this person so much different than the person that I know? So which one is the real one? That's a good which, that's a good which one's the re, which which one's the representative? Evaluation because I don't really think now that I'm thinking about it I don't think I ever <laughs> seen anybody I was really like talking to be on the phone because I feel like a lot of people be they be secretive like I said before in like previous episodes they be living these secret lives but um I feel like if you are comfortable talking on the phone while I'm around you then it's like either you ain't got nothing to hide or you just like well I'm gonna talk on the phone so it won't make it suspicious like I do have something to hide yeah uh, but either way you get to see something because like everybody's been around somebody that's been on the phone and you're like this motherfucker seemed way too nervous mm-hmm and this conversation is seems to be like like he is trying to get like he, short. He is trying, yeah, like mm. like like what what what's the real reason why you can't have this conversation? Like we need While to be right riding in the car yeah. right now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've had because I know with me, I don't know, and a lot of people like my friends be like, well, you be doing that around people, you just be dating. I'm like, girl, I don't care because if you ain't my man, you're not about to check me. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I just <laughs> feel like. I'm not going <laughs> to hide. You so, you so silly. I'm not going to hide my conversations because like with my friends, I talk a lot. And then with people that I'm not too comfortable around, I'm very like, I'm less vocal than anybody would ever think. I'm a very mute type of person. Like I would just evaluate everything with my eyes. Like if I go, if somebody invite me to a party and I go and I don't know nobody, then I'm just going to observe and that's very much so with when I'm dating people. If I go somewhere, you invite me somewhere. People watch it. I'm just, yeah, I'm going to observe. But definitely, that's, yeah, I do agree with you about the putting people in different settings and seeing how they react or seeing how they react with conversations with people that you may not even know. Because that'll definitely tell you. Because I know when I was actually dating somebody, well, when I, I guess when I had a man, <laughs> if that's mm-hmm. what we calling it. Um <laughs> I mean, I would be on the phone with my girlfriends 
two, three hours, one hour, two hour, three hour, and it wouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I think about it, honestly, I didn't really see him on the phone like that, which is, yeah. So that means I, I mean, need to be a little bit that, more observant. But I, I, I mean, guess like that's cool too. Like if that person is not a phone person, or even if they're not a text person, like this once again will dive deeper into who that person is because I think because our we do a lot of texting nowadays and everything is like through SMS. Like you do have to get to know how that person is because if you don't, then you won't even understand how they are as a texter. Like you got to understand, you know, the kind of lingo they use, the kind of sarcasm they use when they're being serious. Because I, I for me. Like so many times I've like have mistaken what somebody is saying and I get like all of my feelings and they didn't mean it that way, or at least they say they didn't mean it that way. And it's basically because I'm not a real, I'm not a texter. I, I'm like, I'll shoot you some real short stuff. And then when I do decide that I want to text and I'm trying to be like, all oh, serious, have a conversation. I come across a different way than what I was meaning. So, I mean, you, you do, you're right. You got to be observant. That was a good word. Yeah. Cause I do know yeah, me myself, I don't like texting either, but I feel like once you, while you're getting to know somebody, um, you do have to evaluate how that person texts. Cause I know for sure, like recently, somebody, <laughs> I must, I guess they got offended because I said something and, and it kind of came off as like smart ass ish, if that's <laughs> a phrase. But it was like somebody asked me, oh, well, did you eat? And this, by this time, it's 8 p.m. Now, I know with myself, but they don't know me like that. I can go the entire day without eating something until like 10 o'clock at night, 10, 12, it'll be the next day. Because if I'm in a zone of, I'm trying to get some stuff done or I'm in a zone of, I need to hurry up and finish something then I may snack in between but my full meal won't probably be until late at night but me just thinking all them damn leftovers oh shut up (laughs) just with me just thinking logically if someone texts me logically and this is just my brain working oh did you eat and you're texting me this at 8 p.m my response was I mean I would hope I have eight by now Now that it was not meant to be like smart. It was just me being sarcastic, but they didn't know that. And so they got offended. Like, okay, I'm going to call you by your full name now because now you just said something that I didn't really like. (laughs) But it just was like, okay, well, if you knew me and if you were asking me more open ended questions about me to see how I text, see how I talk you would know that I'm a very sarcastic person and you will understand, oh, this is just me being sarcastic. It was not something to make you feel some type of way or it wasn't something to make you feel dumb. Like, why are you asking me if I ate at 8 p.m.? Like, that's a stupid question. And see, that is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Like, getting to know you and knowing how you are. It ain't even about the sarcastic part. Like, you know, I feel like that question maybe was asked because they were going to ask you out to go get something to eat because they found themselves eating late and, you know, maybe because of the, uh, it wasn't, <laughs> I doubt you it. doubt it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. But like, so me knowing you, I know, first of all, you a lot of times eat late and you have like a gazillion freaking leftovers all of the freaking time. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, <laughs> like, you just kind of got to get to know the person. Like you don't have a real set schedule for any, almost anything in your life. <laughs> okay, you just yeah, don't. that's true. But I feel so like- I, I probably wouldn't even ask that. I probably would have just been like, "Yo, I know you probably ate by now, you know." So let's go grab something to eat. That's probably how I would approach that with you. Exactly, but- and I feel like that's how it should have been approached. But since 
I knew how this person texted. I guess they didn't know how I text. It's like you asked me the same questions that goes back to redundant conversations. You ask me the same questions every day. So was you asking me, did I eat? I know you're not going to follow up and be like, oh, well, if you didn't eat, let's go grab something. Or if you didn't eat, let me bring you something. It's only certain people that I know that would actually be like, oh, have you eaten yet? Okay, you ain't eat yet. I'm about to pull up and bring you something or we can go out and go and get something. That's how the conversation should go. Not, oh, did you eat? And then you don't follow up. You go to the next redundant question that you've asked for how many days in a row. So it's like the conversation is the same over and over. Like if I can predict what you're going to say, I'm going to be uninterested in this conversation. (laughs) Not to mention knowing you like people got to know how you are at different times of day. Like you're not a morning person. So first of all, Either A, you don't answer in the morning or you're very slow to respond to text in the morning. Um, during the day, you'll respond a little bit quicker because of your job and you all you are checking social media a lot during the day. And then at night is when you tend to break your procrastinative state and do other stuff and you'll like totally like blow your phone off. So it's all it's kind of all about getting to know the kind of person. Whereas for myself, like me, um, in the morning, I do my first sweep of stuff in the morning. During the middle of the day, I will totally not respond to you because I don't check my phone because I do IT for my real job. So I'm checking like my real stuff that actually pay my bills. And then at night when I'm just chilling on the couch or when I'm like listening to music or doing something, you know what I'm saying? I I really pay more attention to my phone and my watch buzzing. So I'll answer more at night. So you really got to know the person that you're talking to in the time of day. Like I I feel like people get upset about responses and texting when they don't even know, you know, that person's schedule like that or they don't know, you know, how that person interacts with their phone. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree because I definitely, if you texting me in the morning, it depends on if I woke up at 6 a.m. because of my neighbors above me, then I might respond. But if it's the morning time and I did wake up and I probably went back to sleep, I'm probably not going to respond until the afternoon. Um, so definitely don't hit me up in the morning. I'm not a morning person. Um, and even though I am a night person, I hate when people text they're texting you. They, this is what I hate. They'll start the conversation and then fall off the face of the earth. And then the next morning be like, oh, I fell asleep. Thank you. I hate that. That is my pet peeve. I'm going to let you say what you got to say. And then I'm going to go in on this. One. Yeah. My whole thing with that is like, why even start the conversation if you know that you tired? Like with me, if I'm tired, then I'm probably okay. I I guess I can admit sometimes I do actually fall asleep and then I just won't respond or I might fake like I'm sleeping. I ain't responding because I don't want to talk to you no more. Like (laughs) it's as simple (laughs) as that. But if you are on the verge of falling asleep, then I feel like you should definitely be like, okay, I will respect you much more if it's like, okay, well, it's about that time. I'm about to start exactly. winding down or and something. That was my point. Like, I don't mind <laughs> you starting a conversation if it's later and you're a little bit sleepy, but at least give, at least at some point in time, when you start to notice that your attention is waning or you start to notice that, you know what I'm saying, you are actually really about to fall asleep, just be like, you know, and I do this all the time. Like, you know, what I'm saying? it's about, it's about that. It's about bedtime for me. You know what I'm saying? I hit you up tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Hope you have a good night. I'll say that. Oh, I won't say hope you have a good night, but I'll let people know, you know, I'm about to go to bed. So, you know, like, I'm, I'm not about to talk to this, but I, I really hate when people be like, oh, I fell asleep. Like, unless you got narcolepsy, I don't really think nobody falls asleep 
in mid, I mean, like in mid text or doing the text because no, but I'm saying if, if the conversation is going, I say something and you quickly respond it back, oh, and yeah, then I say something then nah, you and then you quickly respond back, no. and then all of a sudden <laughs> you your ass just fall off the face of the earth, and then you be like, oh, I fell asleep. Nobody, no, falls you didn't fall asleep. asleep. Like that. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a definitely a no. You did not, because I know I've. I'm generally a quick texter, um, especially if I'm interested in a conversation. And this is another thing that I hate when people play the texting game where it's like, well, I don't want to text too soon because I don't want to seem too thirsty. And it's like, if you having a good conversation, what's the issue? I don't know. But um, there, there's been like times where I actually did fall asleep, but that goes back to knowing who you texting and who you talking to. Um, if you all are already past that stage of, okay, yeah, I know she be up and some days she might go to sleep and then wake up at two o'clock in the morning, something like that, then you will understand like, you know what, she probably did go to sleep. And then now she just texts me back. I want something. But some people get mad and be like, nah, I don't think you really went to sleep. Now, some days I really don't be going to sleep. Like I said before, I just don't want to continue this conversation. Or maybe I had another conversation I was trying to have with somebody else. So <laughs> that would be my, oh, I went to sleep and uh, you ain't going to hear from me until the next morning. But um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't be believing certain people, especially if you know their texting pattern. If I'm texting somebody and they text me at 10 o'clock and then I text back quick and then they text me at 1030, which is like 20 minutes later. I'm like, OK, they probably busy doing something. And then if they text me at one something and that time I'm still up and I text back. Yeah, I'm going to know when you're going to fall asleep and when you're not going to fall asleep. So you're not going to be able to say, oh, yeah, I fell asleep in the middle of us texting at 8 p.m. That's not going to be something that's going to fly with me because now I already know your texting pattern. So I know what to expect while we're texting. So I know not to expect that, oh, I fell asleep at eight o'clock on this certain day. Exactly. And and so and that's what I was saying, like, as far as knowing the time of day, because anybody who knows me should know that in the middle of the day, you may you may get you know saying some good conversation back and forth if i'm not doing nothing but more times than not i am actually doing something for work and i'm getting phone calls all the time and i just don't especially when i'm actually in the office i just don't really see my phone like you will send me a text and then i won't see it until like three hours later when you know what I'm saying? i come up from air from doing stuff on the computer and then i'll see it and then i may we may talk for about five or ten minutes and then somebody else may come in my office and then there there's another hour of my day that's gone but then you know what i'm saying you can text me at night and i'll respond like most of the time you know i'm up uh, and if i don't if i don't respond if you don't get a, if you text me something and i don't respond you best believe i'm asleep i'm not gonna wake up out of my sleep i'm not gonna partially text you like if i'm asleep or i'm on my way to sleep i just won't respond because i know it's it's, it's pointless because i'm gonna fall asleep and i just feel like you should give people that respect like ah, i hate that I, oh i fell asleep shit yeah. <laughs> uh, you sound like pop smoke now wait a minute <laughs> i know <laughs> you stupid <laughs> <laughs> but I know we talked about like stating your intentions earlier in this episode. So mm-hmm. I do want to ask you a question. So how much time do you think someone should be given to actually show that they're interested? Like what's the timeline of, okay, this person is actually interested in me. I think I should give them the time of the day or, oh, they taking too long. Let me move on to the next person. Um, I give it about six to eight weeks. And the only reason why I say that is because sometimes you meet people and you may not have the time to invest at that present moment. But I think within six to eight weeks, you should at least know if you're going to be able to get to know that person or just go ahead and be up straight up, up front 
and honest with them and say, you know, so I got a lot going on right now. And although I am into you and I do like you, I, you know, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to pursue something super heavy right now because I'm not going to give you all of my time. And I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to mess this up. I like, I, I know a lot of people ain't going to do that. I know it sounds, sounds like, you know, like impossible, but I just, me personally, I like being upfront with people. And that came from when, um, you know, I used to date this one person and she was like super, super upfront with me and told me everything. And, you know, since she even took it as far as to say, you know, I really like you, but I got to like break off a couple of relationships and, you know what I'm saying? And some stuff before I could, you know what I'm saying? Invest my time in you. And I respect, I didn't understand it at first, but I respected it. And it actually was one of my most healthiest relationships ever. So I, I adopted that and I've taken that into relationships. And I mean, just, just tell people what the hell is going on. Like either they, either they're gonna deal with it or they not okay I'm gonna have to agree with you but I'm gonna cut off a few weeks I'm gonna say four to six weeks four Um, to six yeah give it a month and a half ish because I don't want my time wasted and I don't want to waste yours either but I am a very upfront person and I feel like recently I mean I was getting to know I'm not gonna say dating we went on one date I was getting to know this certain gentleman (laughs) and (laughs) it was kind of like I knew I worked from home but yes during the week and I feel like this is with anybody before COVID occurred Monday through Friday you should expect a person is going to be busy with their job. And if they don't work a Monday through Friday schedule, then I'm pretty sure by the time that you all started talking, they've given you what their schedule is like. So in, in the event that you all want to continue and get to know each other, y'all both know each other's schedule. So my whole thing was I had this guy like hassling me to spend time. And I don't like when people automatically assume they know my schedule, especially if you don't know me like that. So every conversation was, oh, you busy, you busy, you busy. I know you busy, you busy, you busy. And it's like, yes, I am a busy person Monday through Friday, but the weekends I'm free. And even if I am busy Monday through Friday, I can make time where time needs to be made. Um, And I feel like that conversation, it wasn't clear on his end because I started to get annoyed with him always saying like, oh, you busy or if I'm working late since I was working from home or if I say, oh, I'm working, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm working for my job. I'm working for my nine to five like this right now. I'm working for my podcast now. So it was like, if I tell you I'm working, you shouldn't automatically assume, oh, you always working. Like he must have got to the point of like, you always, I'm not going to curse, but he was like, you always effing working. Like, how am I ever going to have time to spend with you? And I'm sitting there thinking like, I mean, I've been here and I told you what my schedule was like. You didn't use that to your advantage. So within the first four to six weeks, it was becoming a little overwhelming. And I was just like, okay, he probably gonna have to be put in the friend zone. But my whole thing was, if you have more than that four to six weeks and I'm still giving you the time of day, then you need to take advantage of that. Not wait until the opportunity has passed and try to make plans for dates. And it's like when I call you out on that and say, oh, well, you had all these other months to make these plans. Why are you in such a rush right now? And then why are you bringing up? Are you looking for a relationship? Like that should have been the first thing that you should have asked me when we first met. Not something that you ask me now that the opportunity has passed for you to actually try to build something and to get to know me so that we can and get to that point of oh we're gonna be dating and it's gonna be me and you it didn't make sense 
what annoys me, right? So people, when you ask people, what are you looking for in somebody or what do you like in somebody? And, you know, people always give you the rundown of what they like. A lot of times people love to say, I, I want somebody that's got some business about them or I want somebody that, you know what I'm saying, has goals and ambitions. But when, you talk, when you're talking to somebody who has goals and ambitions, part of that is that they're, they are a mover and a shaker and they're out there doing things and they're going to be busy. So like later in life, don't come back to me talking about I'm always busy because you feel like I don't have time for you because one of the things you said you liked about me was that you know i'm so ambitious or I you know, know i hate that <laughs> yeah like like don't say the things you like about me is also the things that's making you annoyed by me you, you can't do that you will get put in the friend zone real quick that way <laughs> yeah i feel like since i am single like you said if somebody says oh yeah i really like that you're so ambitious but then want to come back and say oh you're so busy um my whole thing is Yes, I am ambitious and I am busy. But like I said, I will make time for what I want to make time for. So if you ain't putting forth the effort of trying to make time for me or you ain't putting forth the effort of trying to get to know me like you said you were, what makes you think I'm going to return that favor that was not even returned in the beginning? So I'm not about to go out my way to try to plan something, especially with me being a female in a situation. No, I'm not going to do that. Like I said, I'm not about to teach you how to court me. Yeah, exactly. Like some things you just got to, you know what I'm saying, figure out on your own. So uh, let me ask you this, though. So, you know, we've talked a lot about the friend zones. Like, is there a way to fix some of the situations that happen with people that make that makes you put them in the friend zone? Or is there even a way that you can get out of it? I feel like it is, but it's all in the other party doing the work. Like, I feel like with um being in a dating situation in general, if you all have a conversation like, oh, well, I only see you as a friend. Okay. For one, the other party gonna have to be able to accept that. Like, okay, this person only see me as a friend. So I'm a roll with that. But in your mind, if you really feel like it could be something there, you should definitely try to pursue changing that narrative and changing like that relationship that you have with that person but that would just go into being more open and like listening to them getting to know them i just feel like you still just have to get to know them more so you have to do more more, do more. You have to spend more time to figure out if it's worth it yeah like you it's just something that you have to like kind of work through or work around i don't know how to explain it because I, I mean i've like I said, I've dated people that I was just friends with in the beginning and then it turned into something else. I feel like the more time that you spend with that person and getting to know them, you figure out more things that they like or the more things that they might not like when they're dating somebody. So it's like, well, they don't like this. So let me make sure I don't do that. Even though we're not dating, I'm not going to do it as a friend. Still. So kind of kind of like those relationships where people would be like, um, we've been together for five years and in the beginning, I didn't even like him. Kind of Exactly. Thing. I feel like a lot of those, a lot of relationships go like that. Like one of my friends, one of my best friends, she's getting married so but she tried to tell me like oh well yeah I didn't even like him for real I'm like girl y'all about to get married so that's how that's gonna go (laughs) so yeah I do feel like a lot of like relationships do go from okay we just friends and then I didn't really like them because I know with my ex I didn't like him no we was just friends (laughs) Um, and then it went into oh yeah now we together like but I didn't even like this person in the beginning and like when I watch a lot of like dating shows like wedding shows and stuff like that a lot of the relationships go I didn't like this person or this person was feeling me more so I feel like if you're really interested in actually changing that dynamic you have to be more observant of what that person 
says that they're not into. And I don't want to say changing yourself. You just have to be more observant and like be like more willing to put forth, put forth some effort of, oh, well, let me show them that. Yeah, I know they only see me as a friend, but let me show them that I could be a little bit more than that. But it shouldn't be pushy. It just should be it should flow. What's the word? It should be what? It should be organic. Organic. That's the word. It shouldn't (laughs) be something that's like rushed or pushed or something that's like, oh, I need to change this part about me so that this person would like me. Because I feel like I've run into a lot of guys where it's just like, I mean, we cool or whatever. Or if I didn't see them on like the dating tip and they actually ask me about it. One thing about me, I'm going to tell you how I actually feel. (laughs) If you ask me, if you ask me now, I'm going to tell you because I'm like recently I did have to tell somebody like, I mean, I can see you as a friend. I mean, you cool, but that can change. I'm not going to say it's going to change right now and it's not going to change overnight. But right now, I only see you as a friend because we don't really know each other. And I just felt like he was more so... I don't know why this it always works like this people be like liking me too much he just was liking me too much and I'm just like I we just cool right now let's just continue to get to know each other and let's just be chill like I said I see you as a friend let's keep it there for now and then if my feelings change then I might be on that same page with you but for right now no you're just a friend like you cool yeah, I, hey, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I could promise you that. Um, you know, like like I said, we we've been friends for a while, and I feel like I, I do know you a lot. I can definitely, I definitely know one of your pet peeves that will have you putting dudes into the friend zone is when people love to call you um, cute and country, or even sexy for that matter. Which is kind of weird. The sexy one, uh, I, I I I think that's a general conversation. But the cute and country one, I do understand, especially because cute is for babies and fucking puppies. Okay, yeah. So for one, yeah, I don't like guys calling me sexy because I automatically equate sexy with you trying to have sex with me. Now that may be something that you are trying to do, but off the bat, like, no, don't call me sexy. Like. You can call me beautiful. That's more of a... (laughs) You can call me beautiful, even though I don't like a morning beautiful because, I mean, everybody used that. But definitely calling me cute, I feel like that's very adolescent and childlike. Like, oh, that's cute. And it's like, for one, it don't sound genuine. And I'm... I mean, I may be cute, but it just sounds very teenage-ish. Um, as far as the country, yeah, you trying to get your grown woman on you. Yeah, you. I mean, I know I look still. I could pass for like eighteen, nineteen. <laughs> and so here's the thing. Here, here's why I think you don't like that, and it's because you know, as you always say, you are a writer, and you know, what I'm saying you are a lover of the English vocabulary. You would more so rather hear different words than just those in general ones. So sexy, cute, all the other stuff. Like, find something else. Find another uh, synonym. Yeah, tell me something that's going to compliment my brain or something. I don't know. But yeah, definitely, I don't like <laughs> basic words. Um, <laughs> but I oh, definitely... You say you ain't no basic bitch? No, I definitely <laughs> not. But... <laughs> But I definitely do. I highly dislike people calling me country. I am from the Midwest and I know a lot of people. I I crucial conflict. (laughs) I know a lot of people like grandparents. They migrated from like the South, obviously. Um, And a lot of people from Chicago, a lot of their like grandparents, great grandparents, they're from Mississippi. So you will get a little like country like lingo or slang or something like that but 
Me personally, I don't think I sound country, but a lot of people, when I go to these country ass cities and country ass towns, they're like, oh, where you from? And I'm like, I'm from Chicago, the city, not the suburbs and not the country. Um, and they're like, well, it don't sound like, it sound like you from like some country town. Like it sound like you from the South or something. I don't know where from, but it sound like you got some country in you. I'm like, no, I don't like Hell no, nah, nah, it's okay. Yeah, uh, okay, ATL. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely don't like, like you can say it once or twice but that should not be your go-to when you're talking to me because then I'm going to get annoyed and I've had men that's annoyed me like trying to mock the way that I say certain words because me I know I I may have a little swing as some people have been calling it with some of the words that I do say but one thing about me I may not know how to talk for real for real like that but I can write so (laughs) yeah don't come for my my speech Nah, when you when you go into professional mode, you you definitely switch it up. Personally, like you know, you your Chicago ness will come out like when you're just hanging out with your friends. But I've I've been able to see both sides. So yeah, I, and I, I feel like I shouldn't. I'm not about to talk professional to you if we if we're having a casual conversation. No, I'm not about to articulate all of my s's and r's and t's and i's and d's. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it because it's like this is not how I talk on a regular. Cause then it's gonna sound scripted. It's gonna sound robotic. Like it's not gonna sound like me. No, no, that's true. That's true. That's true. So, what would be like some pet peeves that you've heard about your conversation and your language? Um, so pet peeves for me. Um, people say a lot of times I'm, I'm matter of fact. Um, so a lot of times I just speak in facts, and I don't like living. I don't have a gray area, which can which can be true. And then um, there's a lot of time where people say that um, I'm like emotionally attached, but, uh, and that is true too, but that emotionally. is emotionally unattached. Emotional. You remember that so, song? I but. do. That's a good song. <laughs> but that that is very true about me too. But like a lot of times you get that once you've like crossed me or crossed into a different side of me. So, you know, like I bring up all the time, I am a Leo and in the beginning, I'll give you all of me and I do everything. I'm a very good friend to have, but the moment you fuck me over, cross, cross me or piss me off, like we're not coming back from that we we aren't we aren't so at that point yeah you will get a lot of emotionally uh, unattachedness uh, un- unattached um behavior out of me so those are my two biggest things they're, they're, they're also two of my, my biggest flaws but like i said like as long as we're in good standing and everything is going good i'll give you all of me and I'm a, I'm a very good friend to have so okay i must agree on that see i thought you said emotionally attached before i'm like i don't think i know that side of you i think but... i did say attached but i meant, <laughs> I meant you meant like the uh, emotionally detached no i can agree with you on that because yeah definitely I can be the best friend that you will ever have but then once I show you another side of me because you did me wrong then you're gonna be thinking like okay what the hell happened and it's like well you need to acknowledge the wrongdoing of yourself before I can come back and even have a regular conversation with you um other than that you gonna get the cold shoulder I may not talk to you for months I'm currently not talking to a couple of people and it's been some months um but yeah definitely just don't cross me don't yeah. cross me or no filter. And we'll exactly. Good. And then, you know, a, a big part of that, like like we talked about earlier, I don't like wasting my time. And on top of that, I don't like acting ignorant. So I don't if I'm not going to let you pull me out of my zone. So I, that's why I'll just walk away from you, because I don't want to get super ignorant because I like I'll cut you deep. Like if you if you force me to say something to you, oh, my God, the things that I'm going to say are probably not going to be very nice. And so that's it. That's it. That's that's a little bit of no filter. A little bit of no filter. Well, Just a little bit. 
I want to thank you for sharing that information with me. I mean, I knew it already. All right. So, no, I I mean, I love all our listeners and I definitely like to share a little bit of myself with the listeners. Um, Speaking of which, shout out to all friends of the podcast, especially the ones that give great advice to make this show a whole lot better. And with that being said, thank you for tuning in for this uh, specific episode. And we look forward to continuing to push out more content and getting to know our listeners. Catch us on the flip side. (laughs) Deuces. I'm straight. That me from Cicero to the lake. Why they listen to the bullshit? They can't hear the real shit. Why they listen to the bullshit? They can't hear the real shit.